1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ted In Your Head podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Ted Moreno, Ted A. Moreno. I'm a certified hypnotherapist and high performance coach. And for 16 years now, 16 years as of October, I've been helping my clients to get rid of that head stuff that holds people back from health happiness, and success. As a certified hypnotherapist, I think I have two things going for me. Number one, I have 16 years of experience. I went to the nation's first accredited hypnotherapy college. But I think another thing I have going for me is I've made a ton of mistakes and I have a lot of experience with fighting, uh, low self-esteem, procrastination, not knowing what I was going to do with my life, all of that stuff I've struggled with. And for the most part, have overcome, there's always work to do, But um, if you can relate to anything that I've said and you want to get in touch with me, I will tell you how to do that at the end of today's show. But for now, let's get into today's podcast. And it's going to be a little different today. One of my podcast listeners, one of my diehard podcast listeners, contacted me and said, hey, um, I think it would be interesting if I interviewed you to find out a little bit more about you and to get some more information about your life and although I don't think there's anything spectacular or particularly interesting about my life, I thought, sure, why not? Sounds like a great idea. So we're going to do that today, and uh, we're going to have some fun. So I want to introduce to you Denise Williams-Jones, who's going to take the mic over and uh, ask me some questions. So take it away, Denise, and good morning.
2: Good morning, Ted. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. You know, I listen to your podcast regularly, and you've helped so many people through your private practice as well as through the podcast, and a lot of times you drop little crumbs as to what's going on in your life. You know, I myself, being a regular listener, sometimes wonder, what is the story behind it? And it got me thinking. I bet other podcast listeners are wondering, you know, what's going on in your life? What, what's behind some of these stories? So... I thought let's delve into it, ask you some questions and get to know you a little better.
1: Sounds like a plan.
2: All right. Well, let's go right into it. The first question that has been on my mind and I'm sure it's been on the mind of others is that because of the profession that you're in, it's helping others. So you're constantly giving to others and and recharging others. How do you recharge your battery so that you stay so balanced and positive and not get burnt out?
1: Well, that's a really good question because that is definitely something that I spend a lot of time focusing on. Uh, There's a couple of things. First and foremost, I really am recharged by by being alone, by solitude. So I make it a point to spend time alone. I'm comfortable with being alone. Um, As a hypnotherapist, my job involves talking to people one-on-one. So there are times in my office when I'm by myself, uh, which I enjoy. In addition to that, I, I take a daily walk around a lake near my house and that is very, very, that's like, uh, that's really keeps me balanced and grounded. And I mentioned that a lot in my podcast. So that's something that is a must for me. It's not an option or a luxury for my own mental health and my physical well-being. Taking that daily walk is, is really important and uh, seeing the sky and breathing fresh air. Uh, in addition, I, I really enjoy music. So listening to music uh, really grounds me and Keeps me inspired as well as uh, reading. So, getting new ideas and new information. So, for me, uh, avoiding burnout, those are my strategies, as well as taking breaks. You know, I'm, I'm not a workaholic. My wife might disagree with me, but I do take regular breaks. And if I feel I'm getting burned out, you know, I'll take half a day or even a day off to just, uh, you know, knock around or read a book or sleep in. Doesn't happen all that often, but. Those are just a few of the ways that I try to maintain my own sense of uh, positivity and balance. And I'm not always successful.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Those are great, great, great strategies, great ideas. I think more of us should do that because sometimes we tend to work, 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 and we don't take that time. I I noticed when you talked about walking around the lake, it, it brings me to another question is you, a lot of times you talk about your hobbies. And you speak of camping, hiking, the peace you get. You just said walking around the lake every day gives you that peace. Where did that love of nature come from? How does this? um, Where? How do you? Can you explain to us where you get this peace and zen from? That where did that all start?
1: Well, I I don't know where where it came from. I was born with it. I grew up in East LA uh, in a very congested part of town. I I, we used to go to my dad's um, business to work, and it was near two freeways. And it was always noisy. And maybe because of that, and because of the fact that I was the oldest in a family of uh, eight kids, seven of which were boys, or a family of 10. Um, I don't know, my nature was such that I I always wanted to have that sense of uh, the natural surroundings, maybe because I didn't get a whole lot of it growing up. A couple of times we went to the mountains, and I really enjoyed that. But I think really, now that I think about it, one of the formative experiences was when we took a trip to Arizona, I think I was maybe um, seven or eight, maybe a little bit older, but we took a trip to Arizona to visit some relatives. And we were in Southern Arizona at a place called Sycamore Canyon. And it was a kind of a drizzly, not cold day. It was in the summer. And in Arizona, they have these summer rains, which they call monsoons. And I remember just, being in this forest and there was a little streams and there was like tadpoles in the streams. And I, it was just like a wonderland. I, and I was like, Oh my God, I love this. And I remember that being a really formative experience that made me just want to continue to seek that out more and more. And as a matter of fact, that's when my love affair with uh, Arizona began. I eventually ended up moving there and living there for uh, 20 years and spent a lot of time out in the desert, out in nature, hiking and camping. And just the more I did it, the more I, I came to realize the soothing and healing properties of, of nature. And of course, the more time you spend in nature, the better off you are. So a lot true. of the time I spent in nature allowed me to become very present uh, to what was going on in front of me.
2: Do you have a favorite hiking spot?
1: Favorite, favorite hiking spot? Uh, you know, I really like Monrovia Canyon.
2: That's a great one. Yeah. That's right. a great one. I'm in Ruby That's a really here in
1: Southern one. California.
2: You, you, often do, you often talk about books. You often suggest books to your listeners. So I guess it would be safe to say that you're a big reader.
1: I am a big reader, um, and some of my most amazing learnings have, have come from books. Um, I don't get the chance to read as much as I would like to uh, because it's so easy to just sit in front of the computer and like read the news or scroll through Facebook, you know, and I, and I do spend time on social media posting my own stuff and it's easy to get, Oh, look at that. Let's check that out. But I'm trying to make a concerted effort to read more uh, because I used to spend hours reading every day and I'm, I'm trying to get back to that, but it is, it's challenging for me.
2: What's your favorite book and why?
1: I would say by, by far, my favorite book is a book called the power of now by Eckhart I think his last name is pronounced Tolly or Tole. I think it's Tolly Eckhart Tolley, a Canadian guy um from Germany originally. but uh, that was a life-changing book for me, and i I recommend it to everybody out there, The power of now. It takes you have to read it two or three times, but the more you read it, the more you get out of it.
2: That's great. Listen to that, folks. go out and get that book and check it out. Now, music also seems to be another one of your favorites based on the quotes that you often quote in your podcast of different songs. And a lot of times when you quote these songs, I will personally go and check them out to see how it relates to the podcast. And right it, it really does relate quite a, almost 100% of the time, not all the time, but almost <laughs> 100% of the time. Now, if you were to say that music is important to you, which I, I clearly can see that it is, how big of a role does this play in your daily life?
1: Well, first of all, it's one of the most important things in my life. I mean, next to my, my family and my kids, it uh, might be safe to say that music is the most important thing in my life. So I was a music major for a while. I've been playing guitar since I was in sixth or seventh grade. I'm always listening to music. If I find I'm procrastinating, it's because there's not some music in the background that seems to soothe me. Um, so music plays a, a daily role in my life for sure. And uh I try to play guitar every day. it doesn't happen very often, but uh I might mention that both of my kids are singers. Uh, one of my daughter's learning ukulele, the other one's been playing piano for many years uh they're both in in drama at school, so there's always some kind of music going on. My wife loves to sing she loves music, so we're a very uh musical family and one of the one of the things that really bothers me is that we don't make music uh together often enough so going to try to make that happen. That'd be
2: great. We'll yeah. The Marino family music.
1: <laughs> Maybe you sing some Christmas. CD.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, you did mention just now that uh, you've been playing guitar since sixth grade. So are you classically trained?
1: No, I'm not classically trained. I, I did uh, study piano performance in college, but I was a, a total abject failure when it came to that. Uh, because I had no musical background, no, no classical musical background like a lot of my uh, fellow students. Um, but, you know, I learned to play piano decent enough. Um, but uh, no, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't consider myself classically trained. That would be an insult to classically trained musicians out there that are in orchestras and, and, and things like that. So uh, the answer to that question would be no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I noticed you mentioned guitar, and now you mentioned piano. What other instruments do you play?
1: Um, I, I have all these different flutes. And, you know, I know when, when we say the word flute, we think about like a silver flute that you play, you know, in an orchestra. But um, all of my flutes are, are wood flutes or flutes made from cane. So I have some Japanese flutes called shakuhachi, uh, which is a Japanese traditional instrument. I have some other flutes called kenas, which that means cane. So they're made from cane. And I have uh, some other, like I have a glass flute. So I have all these kind of funky folk flutes that I like to play. I also have a violin, but what I do on that, I wouldn't consider playing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now we're curious. <laughs> What's your favorite instrument?
1: Oh, but guitar by far. Yeah.
2: All right. That sounds great. What's the history of your guitar playing or say singing Now, as far as have you ever uh, been in a band? Have you ever done an open mic or is this something that just stays in the Merino home?
1: No, no. I uh, started playing guitar in sixth grade, and then I eventually joined the. Uh, I went to a Catholic grammar school, and first Friday of every month we had a mass, and we had guitar players at the mass. This was kind of the, during the folky times in the late '60s, so I got involved in uh, playing for the um, for the Friday first Friday of the month masses that we had. And then I joined the church group that played for Sunday uh, mass. Okay. And so that was fun. And that's where I really, I, I kind of really learned how to play well, playing with other people, playing in a group with singers and all of that and other instruments. So I did that up until I was in, in college Um, and then in college I did, uh, host some open mics, met some other guitar players, did some stuff that was fun. Never really been in a band, but I did have a really cool duo with another guy who played bass and electric guitar and we went out and gigged. (laughs) We didn't make much money, but it was fun. Um, and then I hosted another open mic. So I've done that, you know, I've played professionally, been paid to play at weddings and parties and stuff like that. Um, but haven't done any professional gigs in a long time.
2: Now, do you think you ever play again to a live audience or is that is that time done and over with? Uh,
1: well, never say never. I would love to do that again. But I've got bigger fish to fry. You know, I've got my my job, my business, got my family. Um, but yeah, I would. Uh, in fact, there's I know of open mics out there and I'm, I'm just I need to put them on the schedule to get out there and, and start playing at some of them. So, yeah, that, I would say, yes, I, w- I would. I will play to a live audience sometime soon.
2: That's great. Keep us posted so some of us can come and check it out. You know, if I had to say to give us some closing words that have nothing to do with Ted Marino, the hypnotherapist, success coach. Instead, let's hear some closing words from Ted Marino, the nature enthusiast, the reader, the musician, the singer. What would you say to all of your listeners out there?
1: Well, I I would talk about an inscription that according to ancient Greek history, was inscribed at the uh, Temple of Apollo at at Delphi in Greece. And you've heard this. The inscription said, know thyself. So I think knowing yourself is your responsibility. It's your primary responsibility in this life. Uh, Another Greek philosopher, I don't know who it was, said uh, the unexamined life is not worth living. So I think we owe it to ourselves to be introspective, to look at our lives, to examine our thoughts, to ask ourselves consistently, and constantly, you know, am I living the best life that I can possibly live? I think that's important. And I think that if you're not doing that, then you're, you're walking around in not a good kind of hypnosis, you know? So to, to, to write in a journal, to seek guidance, psychotherapy, hypnotherapy, to read books, to listen to podcasts, to educate yourself on what it means to be human. And not only what it means to be human, but how to live the best life, I think, is so important and can lead to a life that is fulfilling and wonderful and magical and filled with miracles. But you have to put in the
2: work. That's great. That's great. You know, I feel that from talking to you today, I've gotten to know you a little better. And I really think that your podcast listeners will appreciate getting to know you a little better. We got to kind of see the human side of Ted Marino, the hypnotherapist success coach. I have one more question that I'd like to ask, and feel free to say no, but I hope you don't say no. Would you be willing to play a little song for your listeners?
1: Yeah, I I would absolutely be willing to play a little song for my listeners. Uh, Before I do that, though, I want to say that, you know, I was a little embarrassed at the idea of like talking about myself um, because it's not something I do a whole lot. Most of my work is listening to other people. Uh, But you know what? I I appreciate the opportunity to be asked these questions um, because sometimes, uh, I don't know, sometimes I feel that there's things about me that people should know or that I think might be helpful to people. So after thinking about this for a long time and, and, and you approached me a long time ago. I decided yeah that that would be a good thing to do so so I had to get over my embarrassment so thank you so much for the opportunity and yeah I'll I'll play a little song okay so I'm going to sing you a Beatles song cuz I'm a big Beatles fan and this song was written by Paul McCartney and it was written because he was inspired by the civil rights movement so um I won't play the whole song <laughs> but I'll play I'll play some of it okay So the name of this song is Blackbird. Blackbird singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly All your life You were only waiting for this moment to arrive into the light of the dark black night there you go
2: that was wonderful thank you so much i hope everybody else enjoyed it as much as i just did
1: thank you very much for giving me the opportunity so podcast listeners thank you so much for lending me your ear Thank you very much to Denise Williams-Jones for coming on the podcast and helping me out today. If you want to get in touch with me, of course, you know how to do that. But if you don't, tedmoreno.com. My podcast website is tedinyourhead.com, and I'm on all the usual social media outlets. Reach out, say hi. If you like my podcast today, leave a positive review on iTunes. And if you want to talk with me, just uh, go to tedmoreno.com, and we'll talk about how we can help you move past those things that are holding you back. So let's see. In closing, let's just uh, think about the words to the song I just sang, which is Blackbird. And, you know, we all have wounds. We all have been um, hurt in some way. And we're all learning how to fly. So keep that in mind as you go through your
0: week. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye.